Welcome to the podcast, How She Did It, the journey of women entrepreneurs from around the world. This is episode number one, coming to you from Peru. All around the world, women are rising above the social binds that constrain them to become unlikely entrepreneurs. Against all odds, these women are creating a life of hope and prosperity for themselves and have become leaders for change in their community. This episode is brought to you by Willow Tree Roots, a nonprofit whose mission is to empower vulnerable women in developing nations to socioeconomic independence through entrepreneurship. I am Tiffany Sharp, the founder and executive director of Willow Tree Roots. You can learn more about our projects and how you can support women in developing nations at willowtreeroots.org. In this week's episode, I'm coming to you from one of the most impoverished areas outside of Lima, Peru where I talked to the Women's Knitting Cooperative, Awaj Maquis. These women started out as a small group in 2010 with the assistance of Plan International, an international NGO that works to ensure children's rights in communities around the world. Since then, they've grown to employ up to 60 women in their community at times and are exporting their beautiful baby alpaca knit items to Canada, Germany, and China. Awaj Maquis is Quechuan for handmade and they're located in Punta Piedra, about 60 kilometers from central Lima. One of the main reasons why the women started the entrepreneurial project is because in Punta Piedra, as uh, in many other communities around Peru, there are limited social services and limited employment opportunities. Most people don't have formal jobs, so they do informal work, such as selling fruits and vegetables um, or construction. For the women, they do a lot of domestic labor. And because there's no formal work, this means a lot of times that they don't have enforceable labor rights. Before the project, most women worked as domestic laborers um, and their husbands in construction. The women didn't get to see their children because they were busy taking care of other people's households and other people's children. Working for themselves as entrepreneurs, they are not only able to make a sustainable income for themselves, but they're able to stay at home and work with their children and be with their children and raise their children inside of the household and not have to be gone all day. One of the biggest vulnerability issues for women here in Peru is domestic violence. The Ministry of Women and Vulnerable Populations here in Peru reported that 70% of women have suffered some sort of domestic violence, either physical and or psychological abuse. Indigenous women, especially those from poor and rural areas, are particularly marginalized. Since childhood, little girls are encouraged to be submissive in school and work and at home. Young girls are not encouraged to speak up. They're not encouraged to have a voice for themselves. Usually it's the men that do the banking and the men that do all of the household businesses. What was particularly exciting for me in visiting these women in Puerto Pudre was that when the women first started um, the cooperative, uh, the husbands were not very enthusiastic about them doing this because it meant them working outside of the home. They didn't want the women to leave the home. Then the women started to make an income and the husbands and their partners began to see how the money was actually helping the family and helping the community. Now, some of the men actually even help in the cooperative. One husband serves as a taxi and he brings materials to the site when the women have a really big project and can't take the time away to go and pick up the materials. He's the one that goes and gets them and brings them back to the site. 
In some cases, the men even go so far as to actually take over some of the domestic labor in cleaning the household and feeding the children when the women have these big projects that they're working on um, to, to help support them because they see how the financial income actually supports their household and supports their communities. So by these women becoming entrepreneurs, they are gaining a voice in their households for themselves and they're being able to have a position of power in their household, in their families, and in their communities. So let's talk to the Women's Knitting Cooperative here in Peru, Awaj Maquis, and find out how she did it. So I am here with um, the group Awa Maquis, and why don't we go around and maybe you can say your names? Mi nombre es Sonia González Ramos. Mi nombre es Manuela Espíritu. Tarsila Peña. Mi nombre es Santa Cabrera. Susana Japa Woman. Nice to meet you. So, um, how, how did you do it? How did you guys come together to create this cooperative of women? She said uh, because of plan there was a project and did like a, a colleague for people who wanted to participate in and that's what, how they met and these uh, the ones who are like persisted on it and the ones who, who stayed in the business after the project ended. And what was the greatest obstacle that you faced in creating the business? She said uh, because of plan there was a project and did like a, a colleague for people who wanted to participate in and that's what, how they met and these uh, the ones who are like persisted on it and the ones who, who stayed in the business after the project so you you're dedicating more time now here than you were in the home so like what helped was they uh, we planned they had like a training on how to organize their time and how to manage their time so they can also be at home and be here and well, like do all jobs well. So what about what about um, ladies? Did what was the greatest obstacle that you faced? One of the main th problems was, was also like they didn't have a lot of uh, confidence between them uh, among them. So it was like how to trust each other, how to make the decisions together. And sometimes they didn't agree. So from all the women that started working here, they just decided to get like five together so they can move forward with the work. And they had like more, uh, like they could work together better. So they they, they worked with this group. Well, tell me about your typical. Tell me about each of your typical days and and then how it's different than your typical day before you started the, mm -hmm. in the business. She said, for example, uh, both of them said that uh, before they could maybe get up later and they didn't have to worry about things to deliver. Mm -hmm. 
Ay, de repente que me hacen si uno se dormía tranquilo, ¿no? Eso, como so now, for example, when they have a lot of uh, things that they want, they have to... They have the deadlines and everything for the project. Sometimes they have to stay up all night working or they have to wake up at like 3 in the morning or wake up earlier so they can like... Uh, so you're busier. Get, like have all the projects ready on time and uh, like with the deadlines and everything. Yes. And what keeps you um, what keeps you motivated on a personal level? She said first that she really likes the work and also it's a it's a profit like it's an income for her family and for her for her home. And if I can ask, what do you when you get the profits? What do you do with them? She said mostly it's for her children, so to buy like uniforms or food for the like for the, the school lunch and uh, whatever they need. So it's mostly for the children and buy buy them things that they might need. What about you? What keeps you motivated on a personal level? <laughs> she really likes to do the swing and she learned it when she was a child from her brother. Mm. So she really likes it and also it's a way of, uh, uh, she uses the money for example to buy her children clothes or to buy things for her children and also help her mother with uh, buying medicine. Mm. What about you? What motivates you on a personal level? <laughs> she said that she also really likes doing the swing and also learning. Yeah. So she also likes it and also it's uh, an income for her family so she can uh, support her son with his studying and buy like any, whatever he needs to keep studying and also complements the income of her husband who is not always enough for the family so it's a way of supporting their family. Uh -huh. She said also she likes sewing and it's uh it's something that you you're always learning so there's always new things to learn and new techniques and everything so she really likes it and her children also motivates her a lot and she said that so uh this is a way of like with her husband they can provide better education for the children and can support their family in the children's education mm -hmm, that's great so from what i'm hearing <clears throat> most of you with your income or your profits do you use them to help support the family yeah, she says this is the goal and was the goal of the project, so they can have an income and they can support the ch uh, like the, uh, the children. This is all for like focus on the children, so they can have like a better education and they can also co like be more in the house and be with them. I think that's great. What fears do you have? <laughs> she said maybe not do the job she was supposed to do because she has to, so it's always like this. <laughs> <laughs> this is always scary like are we gonna be able to fulfill this commitment tomorrow or like always looking at the deadline so to see if they can actually like get the job done. Mm -hmm. What about what about you? What fears do you have? She said maybe before like she will she had like more fears but now it's more like about the work and if they can fulfill it. But they know it's like when they put the deadline and everything, how they can like finding ways to do it. What about you? What fears do you have? As we say, like, what keeps you up at night? <laughs> yeah, I ask like, if there is pressure, is it, it's a pressure on, like, us and ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we can, uh, we can, like, uh, fulfill the commitment we made, and, uh, but this is, like, most of the, like, most of the fears or most of the worries they have. Yeah. Those are almost, like, good fears, right? Do you <laughs> worry, or do you worry about money still? So yes, they, they do worry about money, they want to make more profit and they, they, it's also a goal of like growing and making more profit out of this. 
She said what they really like was not to use like intermediate people to export, but export themselves because the intermediate person pays like a certain amount, which is not the same thing that they pay in the in a foreign country. So they wanted to like export directly, so they have a bigger profit. She says it's almost like slavery, so they like hiring them and they don't pay them the same thing, like the same price they sell. So you want to cut out that middle. Person. She said that uh, it's also like not just because they want to make more profit, they want to pay the workers that they're hiring better and they want to like help more people so they can, if they can make more profit of the product, they can pay better the other workers and she said there's so many people in need here and there's so many mothers that have small children they cannot go out to work. So if they work in this kind of job, they can bring the work home and see whatever they, the product they, they have to do and they can, can bring it here. So it's a way of them, of helping the community too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, um, where do you get your courage from? <laughs> she said that uh, they have like uh, more courage, they, like, they have courage left because they have a lot of courage to, to keep moving forward and they say they're really strong women and what they want, like they don't, they're not scared of like normal things in life, they just like want to have more clients and work more. They're not scared of like the <coughs> running a business or anything anymore, they just want to have more clients so they can work more. What they're sometimes scared is like not fulfilling the commitments, but whatever they need, for example, she said for the Canada pieces, they had to stay up like a whole week and being up all night the entire week to finish the job and all like the, the children helped, her son helped, her husband, so it's like the whole family started working together so they can they can fulfill the commitments and, and like whatever they have to sell to the clients. Mm -hmm. What they want is having more clients and working more. Yeah. She says she, she thinks it's something that is born with you and it's something that you like how you can be persistent, how you can like fight for the things you want to do. Mm -hmm. I like that. <laughs> how do you find support in the community for your economic independence? She said that they're like, uh, one of the things they do is like giving jobs to people in the community so they hire other women to work here. And do you find that by um, being able to give other jobs to women that the community as a whole is more supportive of what you're doing? She said they actually don't, don't have like a relationship with the community, it's just them and they don't have like support from the community or anything, it's just them trying to work and to help more people who live here. And what about your families? Um, ha have they been supportive of what you're doing and have they always been supportive or did they mm -hmm. learn to be supportive? She said at first maybe not, uh, they're not so supportive, but now they're really supportive and also they had like uh, meetings and they have like couples, like a, a session for the couples so that so like the their partner could understand what they're doing and be more supportive. So now it's like they're, they're really supportive and they're starting to get more in the business too and working with them. What do you think facilitated that change from maybe not being supportive to now being mm -hmm. more supportive.
She said in her case, it's the decision she made, and she said, I'm gonna do it, and they, they're gonna have to support me because it's like her decision to do it. So you gave them no choice. She said no because that's what I wanted to do. So, what advice would you give to other women who want to start their own business? She said that uh, they had to believe that yes, you can uh, like move forward with your life and improve your life, and it's about a lot about the decision that you made. Like, if you want to do this, you had to proceed on it and make sure like you're like firm in your decision to work. You had to you have to know it's gonna be hard, especially at first that for two years they're just like uh, learning how to work and they're just like doing the swing because they love it and not necessarily because they're making a profit. So you had to be like very persistent and know it's gonna be hard at first. But then like after they kept working and they started getting clients and they started making profit out of it. And at first, like, uh, Malena and the people from, the, from Plan used to bring, like, the people, like, the sponsors who come to visit the children in the community, the, to bring them here so they could sell, like, they could sell the products, and little by little they start getting new clients and getting recommendations so they can, like, move the business. <laughs> She said there's a uh, Chinese lady they made like three years ago and it was like on the street buying the buy material and she was, they were like working in the street and the lady came and she said oh we are craftswomen we're like doing all the uh, like this work and the lady started hiring them and now it's been like three years since it's, it's a client. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That's great. What about you? What what um, advice would you give to other women who want to start a business? You said uh, yes, you can, and you had to keep moving forward because uh, and be persistent because like we are women and we don't give up. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's for sure. That's great advice. What about you? What advice would you give to other women who want to start a business? <laughs> you said that uh, to keep moving forward and to learn. What about you? What advice would you give to other women who want to start a business? Yeah, she said that you have to keep moving forward and be brave and be courageous because we don't have to. They don't have to depend on their husbands. Yeah. Like they can do things for them. That's great. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. muchas gracias. And I look forward to coming back in a few months and seeing everybody and how you're doing. What you're doing is amazing. Yeah. You guys are an amazing group of women and I'm excited to share your, your stories and successes with, with everybody. Thank you for joining me in this episode of How She Did It, the journey of women entrepreneurs from around the world. Join me for each episode where we talk to existing women entrepreneurs and women who are striving to become entrepreneurs despite obstacles and adversity from all around the world.